Good Thursday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. Smith Smith's the big guy. KG sitting in with none other than the incomparable, the undisputed, the undefeated Midnight Rada. <laughs> and he is inevitable. <laughs> How you feeling tonight, man? I'm good, man. I'm real good. That's good. But I feel That's like you're going to start me off in a bad mood, so. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We good. I'm, I'm not going to start you off in a bad mood. I'm going to give you the floor to express yourself mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do coming up. Okay. But right right now, okay. on this edition, this uh, January 12th, 2023 edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown, we have to jump into this. And it's been in the, 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 the news and... Not that it, we've been glossing over it and focusing on one thing over the other. It's it's kind of sort of got lost in the shuffle, so not a lot of information wasn't out. So we don't like to talk about things on air until we get all the information because we don't want to sound like a talking head. We don't want to sound like idiots. We don't want you to turn us off and be like, hey, man, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about. That's not even – we try to get everything. So how are we starting this off with Peyton Hillis? He jumped in down in Pensacola, Florida. He jumped in to save his kids from drowning. He suffered uh, lung and kidney damage. He was on a ventilator. They said it was looking bleak. He had his breathing tube removed today, so that's some positive news. He's still not 100% out of the woods. But, damn it, the white rhino is fighting. And uh, the same love that we had for DeMar Hamlin, we got to have for, for Peyton Hillis. And everybody's showing love to him. Everybody's praying for him. And, you know, it, it, even people that I know that are not religious have been pl- praying for these two gentlemen. You know, they like, hell, I'll send one up, too. You know, and I, I, I love the energy. I love what everybody's saying. And, you know, it's like it gives you a little bit more faith in humanity. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit. So uh, anything humanity, to say? Humanity has its moments. And that's that's the good thing is at least every now and then it gives you a glimpse that. It's not dead. It's not forgotten. Um, so yeah, it's sad to see that that situation happened to him. Glad he um, is starting to get better on the road of recovery. So that's all I can say on that. Still one of the greatest one seasons a running back has ever had, and then end up on the cover of Madden. Yeah, yeah, and that's crazy because. <laughs> you have that season, you end up on the cover of Madden. You know, that's residuals after that, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's all residuals. And one thing about the cover athlete of a Madden, you're immortalized. Yep. You know, especially for those of us that really love old Maddens, and I'm one of them. I think I, I've I've had every Madden from uh let me see, from 94 to 2010. I think I was missing maybe one or two, but 94 to 2010. And then from uh, 16 to 20, I didn't get 21, 22. I almost bought 23, but I kind of backed off of it. But those cover athletes, man, you never forget them. And I go back, I go back through and I try to collect every Madden. And that's one Madden that I had. It's hard to find is that one with Peyton Hillis on the cover. But keep on fighting. Uh, all, all, all the, I guess you call them prayer warriors. I'm not a, a uber religious person, so I guess your prayer warriors and everything. Everybody that if you know how to pray, just keep <laughs> keep lifting those prayers up. So, uh, on the flip side, just a fun note on Hillis at the University of Arkansas. He was their third back. He was the fullback on that team because they had uh, what's the guy that always got hurt. Played for the Cowboys real fast. Um, God, he wore uh, 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 McFadden. Uh, not Phil McFadden. Yeah, I was going to say Felix Jones. Not not uh, you talking? I was going to say spray tan. Not him. No, he he went. To, did he go to Arkansas? Who's that? Felix Jones. Spray tan. The one that was sleeping with his teammate wife. Um, he's either Arkansas or Texas A and M. He's it was one I, of the I other. See, I see those colors on him. Cause I always laugh at that because everybody like, why do you call him spray tan? I was like, that's she had him in, the, in her phone ass. So, yeah. <laughs> dirty dude, dead, dirty motherfucker. I swear. But on the flip side, 
along with the prayers for these two gentlemen, Damar Hamlin and Peyton Hillis, and their road to recovery, uh, Damar Hamlin released from the hospital. He's gone home. I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely awesome because that's what's needed. That's a great thing. Um, all you conspiracy theorists, uh, I think Golden Tate has something to say. Conspiracy theory? Yes. Oh, boy. Because it's a, it's a lot coming out, you know, during his recovery. Well, the reason why he had that heart attack, because he got the shot. Oh, we're talking about those theories. Okay. okay. I, understand, I understand how people feel about the shot and everything, but everything, like... My 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 third cousin on my father's side and twelfth remove, he got hit by a car and on his death certificate to say he died of COVID. <sighs> Please, let's stop taking positive moments and using them as a reason to grandstand our political views. I know we all see things different. We all, but this right here, him coming home, him coming back from this, is a positive moment. Let's not taint that, okay? So if you have a conspiracy theory, please don't put it out in the media. Don't taint this. Don't say, oh, it was a work. It was, uh, uh, I think Larry Johnson, former running chief of the uh, Chiefs running back, had something to say. It was like, oh, it was a script. They ran the kickback and all this. That was all scripted. And I'm like, yo, <clears throat> stop. Just stop. That's all I'm asking everybody to do. Just stop. You know, on this show, I tell everybody, ELE, everybody love everybody, damn it. <laughs> like I, I just please just for once everybody love everybody just for a little while can we at least get through january with everybody loving everybody and then when we come to february you know that's the melanated people month you know uh throw that out there but everybody love everybody that month too shit let's just take it a month at a time everybody love everybody till the 31st and then at 11.45, we'll have a meeting and see if we're going to love everybody from the 1st until the 28th, okay? Everybody love everybody. Now, I'm talking all this love and <sighs> got to get this one to the Midnight Rider. I'm going to go on mute. Midnight Rider. No, no, no. Don't go on mute. Go ahead and let's have the conversation because <laughs> if we if I go too far, we might, have, we might have some issues. No, I'm I'm not a hey, the FCC is asleep. I'm not pulling you back off of this because here's the thing. I'm saying Nats, what are you doing? Because the offseason, I've listened to you, I've watched your post, I've 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 watched things, and I'm I'm just scratching my head. You made a good point. A lot of a lot of a free agent splash for the Nats is not gonna be had because we're still talking about uh, uh ownership change. And right now that I think they whoa, say there's whoa, no whoa. sale. There so, you go. Now you're getting to the news. I get so, it. So all of a sudden, what was supposed to be a sale is now maybe just a piece of a sale. So it may just be they get new investors into the program, but they're not sure how they want to do this. Um, and I'll go ahead to the, the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is when Major League Baseball came to D.C., Bud Selig, at the time, he made two sweetheart deals. The first sweetheart deal he, he allowed the Houston Astros um, to build their stadium, and then they switched comp- – somehow they switched conferences, and the Milwaukee Brewers end up in the NL Central, and Houston has to go to the other side. And it was part of a deal. I can't remember the exact deal that made that happen. The second deal was Major League Baseball coming to D.C., and in order to satisfy Peter Angelos, he gave them – the TV rights to the Nationals, which is really what's holding up this deal and what's really probably part of the problem that the Nats have had in um, signing their current talent or their talent as they go along, outside the fact that the learners are cheap. So that's where we end up at. And I've heard stories and rumors in the background that if the learners don't get their number, then they're going to hold on to it. And honestly, that's going to be a detriment to this franchise going forward because then they're going to be stuck and they're not going to want to do anything. And we're going to be on this gravy train of prospects and $2 million guys. We just signed Dominic Smith, whose last season I think he hit 10 home runs. We just signed Corey Dickerson to another $2 million deal. I don't know. I don't know if they just don't want us to come to see him or what. Like 
you're signing nobody. When when this roster comes out for spring training, you're not going to know anybody unless you're really a fan. And you're not going to have a storyline to stick to. You're not going to go you're, nobody's coming to the, the games this year in a C.J. Abrams jersey. Nobody's coming to the games in a um, a Luis Garcia jersey. This is almost back to the time when they were RFK, when you would have Ryan Church, you would have Lastings Millage, you would have Elijah Dukes, you would have Nuke Logan, you would have, um, just name anybody, I don't care, um, Christian Guzman, just the list, Jose Vidro, I could go on and on. Rafael Soriano, one of the best second basemen I've ever seen play. I thought he was one of the best players. Him and Ryan Zimmerman, I thought they were the best players that the Nats had at the time. Thanks for bringing some positivity into this. Soriano, but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's that we're at that point where you're going to go to a game, you're not going to see anybody. The best, you know, this move is for it's good for a guy like me because what I'm going to do on a Tuesday night while school's in session, I'm going to take 20 bucks. I'm going to get me two tickets. I'm going to sit in the second row of row, uh, section 136, and I'm going to watch a game. And I'm going to just ask the guy, like, I'm going to probably ask, have him. He was probably going to wear a little thing on his shirt that says, hello, my name is, the left fielder. And, and we, we're going to talk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because I, I don't probably want to know who he is. Or it'll be some retread. It'll be Corey Dickinson or whomever. And, hey, what's going on, man? We shoot the t- And that's it. Let me let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this because we we got laugh emojis coming. But let me ask you this: Why did this TV deal? Why 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 would why would anybody allow this TV deal to happen? Every team has a TV deal. They have a deal set in place for their TV rights. It's hard as hell to watch a Nets game. I can watch a Baltimore. And granted, I used to watch Baltimore games on HTS. HTS and uh, uh, what is that? Was it MAR? Yeah, WJZ? WMAR. Channel two, because yeah, I used to fix the antenna for my godmother because she had to watch her, her her Orioles games, and I used to always ask, you know, when the Yankees play. She always told me, you know, that's the one thing I failed at in life. You just it, became a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, we we had that conversation, but um, why why is it that Peter Angelos? Is such a hard ass when it comes to this money. Like, dude, you getting money hand over fist for your mediocre team. Like, damn, they want a little bit too. So if that's the case, you know, you telling me that they can't strike a sweet deal like with your, your pre and your post game show on uh 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 what's that? Um Comcast Sportsnet. Is that what it's still called now? I don't I don't really yeah, yeah, it's still called it's called okay. um or well, it used to be HTS, yeah. No MC Sports Washington, right. Why, why, why can't they strike a deal with them where they can show their game? Because they'll get a couple of games here and there. I would rather them see see them go somewhere else. I would rather see them go to a, a, a an affiliate or a, a, a secondary channel where you can actually turn on the cable or, or, or digital box or whatever you have, and you can see a Nats game from beginning to end. So but, this deal was only supposed to be like a 15-year 15 15 deal that they were supposed to be in control of this. And um, really what it was was Selig knew that Washington was the, the best spot for this team to go. So Selig had to do everything he could to get it in in this in the area. Of course, um, Angelo's being a businessman, he's like, look, I got people coming from down there to come see my team play. You're going to take a part of my fan base away from me. So you got to give me something. So that's how the deal got struck. <clears throat> but see, look like you used to like the dance of the devil in the pale moonlight. Mm. It's real simple. But here's the crazy part about it. And I, I'm I'm being honest. Anybody from down this end, when I say down this end, I'm talking about DC, uh, PG County, Montgomery County, um, hell, Wardorf. If they went to Baltimore, this is before the next game. If they went to Baltimore to see a game, it wasn't for the Orioles. It was for whoever the Orioles were playing. Okay, True. because here's the thing. And I, I've had this argument with the people's choice, Don Rodriguez, and it's the truth. Baltimore and D.C., same bird, but it's a different wing. We do things different down here than they do it up there. They got uh, <clears throat> uh, their fish boxes and their chicken box. We got five wings with french fries, salt, pepper, ketchup, mumbo sauce. It's different. They put hot sauce in that stuff. We don't. They got house you, music. We got go-go music. I'm glad you caught yourself because you almost said it. What? Salt, pepper, ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I did, but it's different, and the, the the teams are different, and I would love to see, you know, just like I would love to see the Commanders play the Ravens more, even though I know it's not possible, but I we get it every preseason. I would love to see the Nationals play the Orioles more, just so those guys, you know, it's like almost like our own very own Subway series, but. I would love to see both teams win and then they play each other because it would be great if both of them met up in the dang uh, World Series. I think that would really split the status part in a good way. But well, you'll get that in maybe 2028 when you know the Nats will have finally um Kay Cavalli in like his fourth year. You'll have Mackenzie Gore. Well, actually, no, they won't sign Mackenzie Gore because they don't do second deals, so he'll be gone by then. Um, might have Robert Hassel to the third. These all guys that are in the minor leagues right now, um, like double A. So, <clears throat> but when you go to the same now, um, and like they run out there, you're just gonna be like, whoo, Like so, I said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Nets, I said you might as well go ahead and take the the World Series team photo and start taking away all the guys that are no longer there, and then put up the caption, "Who are these guys?" Because we don't know. And I get it. I get starting younger guys that are unproven. It may work out. They might catch lightning in a bottle. So be the second time they do it. Yeah, and <clears throat> now, that'll be that. That'll be crazy. They <clears throat> sign all these guys, these you know, team friendly contracts, and then all of a sudden they catch lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle, and they go back to the World Series, and they duke it out with whoever, and they take it to seven games. And in a perfect world, they're the Cinderella, and they win another one. I mean, in a perfect world, you yeah, know. You so far down, yeah. Let, let, let me right put now, it to you. We, we about to stay down the barrel of another hundred losses right now. Well, let me put it to you this way: sixty-nine Mets. You're talking about. You're not talking about this team right now, are you? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Oh, that's okay. what they are, but okay. I'm saying okay. in that vein, if it could be a Cinderella season like the sixty-nine Mets. Like just if I mean if we gonna dream, if we if we let's dream big. That that if is so you know how much money somebody would make if they had the over and the Nats, um like winning the division, and they just put like ten dollars on it, they might be a millionaire. Cause I, I don't see the team. <clears throat> I just don't, don't see it. Don't don't make me put a parlay in on that, please. Cause I'll Joey do. Manessas, everybody's been showing up in Joey Manessas jerseys and. I'll do it. I'll, I, damn it, I'll put a parlay in. I'll I'll fucking do it. I swear I will. Ten dollars. What's ten dollars right now? Ten dollars, and you telling me I could probably win a million down the line? It depends on if the book lets you put the parlay, parlay those. Yeah, they probably be like, yeah, you crazy as hell. We just look. We're gonna give you ten dollars to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but, the book will never take turn <laughs> on your money. Here's my thing. Free agent, you said it time and time again. You said after the first of the year, these guys are going to start signing people that were <clears throat> probably hot commodities at the first, the beginning of a uh, uh, free agency, but now they're not. And they're going to start signing guys that you'd be like, yeah, I thought he was going to command more money. But they're not even signing those guys. They're signing guys you've never heard of. I you know, this- they were going to go into the bargain bin, and they were going to pick out a couple guys. Major League. They got, they got Corey Dickerson. I thought they was gonna sign um a guy similar to him. So it's I like it, it wasn't far fetched. The Dominic Smith threw me off, but I mean that's what we're doing. Major league. Yeah, that's what this kid. sounds like. Major league. Are, mm-hmm. Who are these guys? These guys are shitty. That, that's exactly what the mm-hmm. Chinese guys said when they were digging the dirt. Just a bit outside. So don't no, don't start that because I can quote that movie all day long. Oh man, I just watched it the other night. I I love it. I, and matter of fact, have you seen all three of them? Well, don't ever, I would never do that. You you never watched all three? No, I will never do that. So you watched two? I watched two and two maybe never want to see three ever ever. Well, three was totally different. They had some other stuff going on in three. It was totally <laughs> different team. Movie. Yeah, it was. It just it didn't had it messed up the continuity. But it, it, it was still a good movie. But. It just messed up the continuity. But one and two are, are my all-time faves. I remember watching those when they first came out. So, but uh, we got a we got 
hot stove gonna be coming up in a couple of months. Spring tra- well, uh, a month away from spring training opening. Pitches and catches for it's it's, it's, it's forty five days. Yep. It's no. I see. Hold on. They just it should be less than February. That. It's February seventeenth. I'm sorry. Okay. Because so I know I'm reporting this the seventeenth. The vets report like the twenty second or the twenty third, and then they go from there. So everybody on the next team will be there the seventeenth. <laughs> so we got all that coming up we will be keeping a close eye on this because one thing i want to do this baseball season number one i want to go to a couple of games because i mean tickets gonna be cheap so i want to go to a couple of games but i also want to break i want to sit down with you and break down specific games and what went wrong what didn't because i want to sit down I, I i normally watch open day opening day anyway I normally come home from work if I can and start catching games at four o'clock. Like I, the last opening day I watched, I left work early. They was like, where you going? I was like, it's opening day. I don't have any time to play with y'all. I'm gone. And I came home and got on the sofa and watched baseball for the rest of the night. So I want to do that again this year. I want to get back to it. So um, we got the playoffs coming up. We talked about this on Tuesday night. We got the NFL playoffs coming up super Saturday because we got a super uh, super Sunday and then a okay Monday, I guess. But you know that's the game everybody wants to tune into. We got Chargers versus Jaguars on Saturday. What's that? Four thirty game? I think it's four fifteen. It's four fifteen. Yep. Chargers mm-hmm. two and a half point favorites. Over under is forty seven and a half. You got Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. Two young guns mm-hmm. versus each other. Um, and basically the future of your league. And somebody brought up an interesting parallel between uh trevor lawrence peyton manning ryan leaf and zach wilson they said look at history repeating itself and okay i said all right what you got here they said trevor lawrence they said peyton manning nfl mm-hmm. pedigree uh pops played in the nfl of course brother plays in the nfl he went on to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh, his dad was one of the greatest scrambling quarterbacks of all time because Archie used to get out on you. Um, then you have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has ped- NFL pedigree as well. I don't know if he does, but I know Trevor Lawrence has been – he was the number one quarterback for his class like after eighth grade. Mm. It was like – it was always him and then Justin Fields. Mm. And then they talk about Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf had that one year at Washington, <clears throat> Washington State. Yep, Cougars. Washington State with the Cougars, and they went to the Rose Bowl and lost to Charles Woodson and the uh, Michigan Wolverines. That was for the national championship. And they say, "Well, let's go look at Trevor Lawrence, NFL pedigree, elite passer, elite player in college. He he was an elite player, um, national champion." Then you take Zach Wilson in that same draft. Zach Wilson had one good year. Paul laid that into being a top NFL pick. And he is going down the same slippery slope that Ryan Leaf went down. You know, uh, name one positive thing about Zach Wilson right now off the top of your head. One positive thing he's had since he's been in the league. He can throw off platform. That's the only thing I like about him. Mm. Well, but the other thing that hurt them is they lost um, Brees. They're running back that they drafted out of Iowa State, um, Brees Hall. Yeah, trust me, he was going to give you. A, he was going to have fourteen hundred yards this year. Mm-hmm. This dude can can do it. He can do everything. I made and, sure I got. I had him on my squad. And, and Zach Wilson, he he's taking that slippery slope, uh, especially yeah. when it came out that he was busting Dax Milne, uh, uh mom. That's supposed to be your boy, and you busting his mom's. Nah, I thought you you got that. You, I think you switching it up a little bit. It's his mom's friend, but Dax Milne is smashing his ex. Yeah, and then he's but they say he he's smashing his mom. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that part. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that that's what that's why they call him the the the, the, the milf the milf uh, quarterback because he I supposedly thought- is busting down Dax's mom, and that's why they don't talk anymore. Along with Dax messing with his oh. Dax messing with his ex. Yep. And you know, here's the thing. It's bro code. And every every set has their own code. 
some sets it's if i got a kid by her or i was married to her she's off limits everything else is a go you know er, er, Jesus, I, I, I cut out there for a minute. I guess I was talking about the bro code. Right. And FBA. Look, I'm going to go ahead and move on to it. The, the FBI must didn't want me to talk about that. I, I thought it was me for a second. Uh, and the boss BJ say, freeze. <coughs> Stop. Think about it. <laughs> now, I'm going to go ahead and leave that alone. So anyhow, there there is no, 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 no. Par- There's a parallel between those four quarterbacks. And. I think Trevor Lawrence, if he he keeps getting the way he's getting, he, he keeps getting good the way he's getting good, maybe he won't be labeled as a bust. Maybe he won't be labeled as a one and done. I think that he has a chance to become the Trevor Lawrence we've seen at Clemson, who was, you know, very shrewd in the way he passed the ball. He was uh, decisive. He just – Things, but you got to keep giving him weapons. Keep giving him weapons. Just every year, build around, give him more. And once you do that, Jacksonville is going to probably look like your '90s Jacksonville, where you had two dominant receivers and a dominant running back, along with a quarterback that can not only pass you to death, but run you to death. Maybe, but uh, early, early, early picks. Who are you taking in this game? Chargers, Jaguars. Well, I mean, I've kind of been a Jags person this whole season. Mm. So I'm going to go with the Jags. Um, I actually think they'll cover and win outright. But we're going to get over that 47 and a half. Uh, I think you have two guys, Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, who can spin the football like nobody's business. This is probably going to be two of the stronger arm quarterbacks in the league. <clears throat> and they're both mobile enough to get out of danger. Um. I just think the Chargers will do their thing and just mess it up somehow. It's always something where they they're just charging. Yeah, I don't know what it is about them. They I just don't trust them, and I just can't trust them. They got it's they've got to get. They're like Clemson. So Clemson used to be for me when I, if Clemson got in a big game, I was just I, I'd take the other side no matter what until I think it was still until Trevor. No, it was Deshaun Watson that broke that. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> until Watson, big game. I'm on the other side. I'm taking the other side no matter what because I don't think Clemson will show. It was with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's the same way. Until they show me they can beat somebody, I'm on the other side of that, of that deal. You know what's crazy? Deshaun Watson coming out of Clemson, I said he was the most NFL-ready quarterback in that draft. And I was told, no, he's not. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to be this. It's Deshaun Kaiser. I'm like, I'm telling you, I watched Deshaun Kaiser. Who said that? I watched Deshaun Kaiser at, at Notre Dame. He His flaws were hitting by a coaching staff, but you could still see his flaws. You could still see he's not NFL ready. His coaches was like, yeah, you're not NFL ready. You need at least what? another year. And I was I was like, you're not going to get better with Brian Kelly, so you might as well go pro. Because he I, ruined I, that year for him. Because if you – I'm sorry. Let me put my fan hat on. So you ruined the season – by going into the year with Malik Zaire and Deshaun Kaiser, when Kaiser saved your season with the 70 yard touchdown pass against um, UVA. So it just didn't make sense. Oh, okay, never mind. NFL football, baby. We're going to talk NFL. So-, <laughs> <laughs> so, second game, we're going to leave that alone. Second game, Buffalo hosting the Dolphins in Orchard Park, New York. I haven't checked the weather yet, but I will have a weather update in a second. Uh, Buffalo's 13 and a half point favorites over under is 43 and a half. Dolphins will be without Tua Tunga Bailoa. Um, we kind of figured this is gonna happen. I, I keep seeing the comments, and I know the boss BJ's out there somewhere. Our resident Buffalo Bill fan, I'm sure what I'm about to say he agrees with. Don't think this is gonna be a cakewalk because you think it's gonna be a cakewalk, you take your foot off the gas the second season. And Miami jumps up, punches the gorilla in the mouth, and then all of a sudden you sitting at home and they gone on to the next round. Don't think this is a cakewalk. Don't count this. I don't give a damn what the Lions say. Hell, Super Bowl three, 
the Colts were favorite, was one of the greatest teams to ever played, favorite 19 points. Got smashed. Don't think it's a cakewalk. While I check on the weather, Midnight Rider, what you got? Um, anytime you have a team with the Cheetah and, and Waddle, they have a chance. Uh, they can both of those guys can take a top off of defense and change the game in a heartbeat. And I think that's the place where Miami has to rest their hats at. They've got to get um Raheem Mostert started and going early. And then after that, maybe they can hit something over the top. Skylar Thompson is not going to do anything special. He's not going to scare anybody. So the kicker becomes, or the key becomes, <clears throat> can we win this in the phone booth? Can we make this ugly, muck it up, run the ball, try to make this game come down to three or four plays that we can steal and we can win the ball game? Or we just hope that Buffalo had so much energy last week that they used up everything and, then, and the tank is empty today um, when they come out. That's, the, that's their hopes. That's their way. Um, I'm going to go Dolphins cover just because I don't know if this game is going to yield enough points. Um, and I think it's going to hit the under as well. I know we don't like taking playoff unders, but I just got a hunch. <clears throat> sometimes the hunch is right, sometimes it's not. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to throw it to you like this. It's going to be 17 degrees at kickoff. 17. <clears throat> and that's that's not a, a normal 17. That's a frigid 17. What's the wind chill? That's the kicker. No, I'm uh, damn it. What is the wind chill? And you got a 10% chance of precipitation. I don't have no wind chill. I ain't, got, I ain't got one. I ain't got no wind chill, but damn it, it's going to be cold. And that wind chill probably five degrees lower than that. But here's the thing. <laughs> if, uh, if DeMar Hamlin shows up to this game, and he's in that locker room before the game. Can't do it. He's in the locker room before the game. And then nobody in the stadium knows. And he comes out of the tunnel first. And he walks out. The top, It ain't no top on, 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 on New Era Field. The top's going to blow off. The, the, the sides are going to fall down. That stadium is going to go berserk. And if he shows up that game, do you realize that Buffalo will be so damn high? They're going to run through everything. You might as well call them x lax I'm going to take Buffalo in this one. If my scenario works out the way that I'm thinking, Hamlin shows up, everybody goes crazy. Give me Buffalo. I think 52 to 7. I like, I like where you're going with it. I just I'm, I'm concerned that's just too soon for that for him to come out. You know what I'm saying? Well, apparently what happened was um, during the Buffalo New England game, they say he set off all his monitors looking at the game in uh, in the ICU unit because he he pulled a couple of uh, a couple of leads off himself <clears throat> while they were trying to monitor him. And it was crazy is it was somebody in the comments. You know, people was like, oh, that's not possible, man. This dude was like, man, my wife's an Eagle fan. She mm-hmm. had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And they turned it. She, you know, they turned the Eagles game on in her room while she was recovering from a stroke. They had to turn the game off because she got so excited. The Eagles were running over everybody. They were, this is when they were in their win streak. So they were just dominating and having fun. And she was so excited. Her alarm started going off. Her monitor started going off. And he was just like, we had to turn the game off. But he was like, man, the simple fact of people don't understand how big of a moment that is, when, especially when your team is playing like that. People don't understand how big that moment is to you personally. And him showing up to that game, it not only would mean a lot to Buffalo as a team, Buffalo as a city, the NFL football fans around the globe, how much that would mean. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's so I'm, I'm I'm taking Buffalo. If my scenario mm-hmm. happens, Buffalo 52 to 7. Okay. If my scenario does not happen, Buffalo 35 14. Okay. They will cover, they will win this game. <clears throat> and you got the oath. Yeah. Now, we talking NFL. You brought up something pre-show. <clears throat> the NFL contracts are up today. 
and you know it seems like tv's big business and you know i i think i've been lied to my whole entire life because everybody said go to college you know make something out yourself get a degree now how many of us got degrees that we can't use because we went to college and we could have <laughs> went and played baseball and got all the money in the world we could be bobby bonilla and uh, uh who's the other cat that just signed a deal like that that's gonna get paid for the next 15 years no well, you, you can just name a national um sure <laughs> is gonna be like that uh i think bryce Harper. that it's gonna be like next day because it's gonna be like five or six nationals that have these deferred payments in their deals it might even be more than that i think it's 10. yeah see and in that and being a TV exec, that's mm. where the money at. Because how much money did, they, did the NFL give uh, Amazon? Well, did Amazon pay the NFL for that package? And here's my thing. Before you even throw the number out there. Yeah, give me the, a second. Okay. The, the, the service of Amazon Prime and football, it looks like I'm watching that TV, that, that, that the teams play on a 13-inch tube TV black and white with the two knobs on the side that's how bad that picture can get and i'm like man why can't you show this on espn why can't you show this on nfl network it, it like amazon got to do something way better go ahead amazon is paying about one billion per year according to people familiar with the situation <clears throat> and they show commercials correct Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Viacom and Fox are paying about two million. Disney's playing, I mean billion, I'm sorry. And ABC's playing 2.7 billion. So when these new deals come up, which are they're up now. Mm, I should have I should have had Dion queued up. Must be the money. Cause whoa. So you wait, wait. holding the money. So once this happens, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said two billion from Amazon. No, one billion for Amazon. One billion from Amazon. Two, two billion, billion Fox and um NBC. A piece. That's two billion a piece. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm sorry, CBS, Fox, and Comcast. So all three of those. So that's okay, two billion. CBS, Fox, and NBC. That's and then, seven. Oh, and then 2.7 from. Disney for the ABC and ESPN part. That's $9.7 billion in just TV money. So the cap number is going to go up. Oh, way up. Now, here's my question. That's a part of revenue sharing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, that's revenue because my, my math so ain't right. I heard, let me help you with this. Last I heard, teams will get like $300 million the first day of the year because and that's all the TV money. Wow. Okay. 10.7 billion divided by 32. That's 334,375,000 per team. All right. That check comes to you. They won the season. Bro, why do you think somebody wants to pay four billion to get in this business? Why yeah, because hell, you can make your money back in two years <laughs> with with concessions, jersey sales, revenue sharing. Like it should be no way in four hells any team could play. Oh, we ain't got the money to do that. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> you just got a three hundred thirty-four million dollar check. What you mean? And how much of that they got to pay on taxes? I don't know about that. None, because they probably got a hidden somewhere. Because they, they, uh. they, they, they. If I'm not mistaken, the NFL is like a church. They don't have to pay no taxes. Mm. And, and they've been trying to get it so because when they were trying to do the investigation in with Washington, I remember they said something about, well, if you don't want to cooperate, we'll take your tax exemption from you. Oh yeah, we'll cooperate. You know, we got this, we got that, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that's got how the Trump thing started. That's how Trump ended the deal. The deal down. He was like, Yeah, we'll we'll have y'all open the books. Oh no, we ain't open the books. The books? Mm -mm. And not to politicize this segment, his comments nearly killed the, the, the movement. 
because he took it and ran with it. And then when he said things, everybody believed it. Oh, you're disrespecting the troops. You're disrespecting the flag when it was never about the troops or the flag. And I stand by that even to this day. That it was never about the troops or the flag. It was about police brutality. And here we are. Going into seven years later since Cap started kneeling in what, 2016? Mm -hmm. We going into seven years later and we're still going through the same thing. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, but oh, anyway. There was something else NFL related today. Uh, TV contracts. We talked about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that 40-year-old brain just kicked in because I had it. Yeah, I got I to gotta wake up the, the left side of my brain. Go ahead to something else, and I'll see if I can remember it. Well, I'm going to this. This is the last topic for the night, and it's just question marks. You know why it's question marks? I didn't want to give away what it was. And I, I told the Midnight Rider, I said, that's the perfect hat choice for the night. And know why I say that? Because a gentleman with one of the most football-ish names in the history of college football is going into the College Football Hall, Hall of Fame. One, Michael Stonebreaker, former linebacker of the Notre Dame fighting Irish. <sighs> you got Didn't me play ball in the league, huh? Said so you got me on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stonebreaker was that dude, man. And just the, the name Stonebreaker, you know, middle linebacker. Dude was a beast. Him... Chris Zorge, I remember Chris Zorge because he played here in D.C. for a little bit after he left Chicago. Yep. But national champion, yeah. And it's just it's crazy because I I sit back and I think about Notre Dame football, and I think about the Michael Stonebreakers. I think about the the Rocket Ishmaels, the Tony Rices, uh, uh, the Jerome Bettis and Ricky Waters, the um even the Ray Zellers and and, and, and Lee Beckins. Who my two, that was my favorite running back combo. Oh, running back and fullback. Zellers at fullback. He went to New Orleans. I don't even think Lee Beckton even made the league. I was like, yo, that's no, a first think, round pick. I think Beckton had like a cup of coffee. But I always thought Lee Beckton was a first round pick. I was like, the dude is an animal. All you gotta do is put a fullback in front of him and let him go. He's an animal. He's an animal. And mm -mm. even Reggie Brooks. And I was so happy when Washington drafted Reggie Brooks. Brooks, I was like, yo, we good. We good. We got ourselves a running back for years to come. Yeah. This is why, as a as a youngster, you could I could tell you everybody that played at Notre Dame. Everybody. I could tell you a lot of college players. But I felt that everybody that played at Notre Dame was a first round pick because they played at Notre Dame. And Stonebreaker was one of those guys. I was like, yeah, he's gonna be an animal once he make it to the league. He's gonna do this, he's gonna do that. Whew. Young exuberance, but congratulations to Michael Stonebreaker of our Notre Dame Fighting Irish for making the College Football Hall of Fame. Got three things for you. Three things. All right. First one, NFL related, David Carr. He's supposed to be, they're supposed to let him go. What's the market for him? What you think happens? They're already talking Jets. Of course, I'm going to say Commanders because mm -hmm. we're going to be involved in any quarterback. Um, so that's two off the top of my head, but that's what they're thinking. And the Raiders are motivated to do this before February 15th because mm -hmm. he has that $40, $40 million kicker that kicks in. Uh, I think you should throw, um, even though they don't have a coach yet, I think you should throw Houston in the, in the mix. Mm -hmm. um, Basically any quarterback hungry team. Yeah. That's not picking in the top five. I would say. How, how bad is the, the, the injury to Jared Goff, his neck? How bad is that? Because no, uh, they're actually they're actually talking about building around golf. Okay. That's because I know that this week. I know that they're gonna release Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> yeah, he's so he becomes another one one of those guys. But he doesn't I don't think Baker Mayfield has a a, a, a um I don't think he has a, a market. I mean, he has a market, but I don't think he has a market with a top team. No, his market is going to be he's going to go somewhere that drafted a quarterback. He's the bridge guy. So he's going to mm -hmm. start the season, play four or five weeks until 
they ready for the young guy to go, and then the young guy takes over. Just don't bring him here. Um, or a team like uh, <laughs> let's let's think about let's think outside the box. Maybe Houston does it, and they continue tanking Palooza, and, and and Mayfield can be trash, but he's going to get a deal. Well, you know what? If Houston's going to do it, Houston assign him, and their coach is going to be uh, Raheem Morris. And they're gonna find their third black coach in, in three years, because you know what? It's a shit show down there. Nah, because because they're coming into their picks now. They're actually gonna get a coach they want to keep for a long time. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna get Cliff Kingsbury. They're gonna Cliff get that coach they want for the long ter- for the long term, because you you're starting to come into your, um, I think you got two first rounds this year. I think you get two next year. So all that Deshaun Watson trade stuff is gonna start kicking in. I so they that. got the opportunity to build. Like I think I I did a mock with him and I ended up with like 15 picks. Changed mm. the franchise around. Mm. But see, here's the thing. You can have all the picks in the world, but if your scouting department can't get it right to the point where you're picking the right guys, the high quality guys, the guys that nobody else is looking at, but these guys got high motor, they got high upside, and in two years, they're pro bowlers. If you're not picking those type of guys, you're not doing yourself anything. You're doing yourself a disservice. That's what you're doing. Well, look so at the Seattle. scouting department has to do something. Look at Seattle this year. Seattle has two starting rookie um, linemen. Mm-hmm. You got Kenneth Walker. You got Tarek Wolin. Um, they drafted. They got, a, they got a DB that, that. What's the DB? That's Tarek Wolin. Okay, I didn't know his name, but I know he. They they did a, a couple of. Um, Baldy did a couple of uh, breakdowns on him, and that yeah. that. They got. They had. They had six of their seven picks make impacts. Year one. Let, 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 let me let me t- let me tell you about this cat. I watched University uh, Texas San Antonio. Six three, two fifteen. His footwork, goddamn impeccable. The boy was out of place. Still wound up being in place for the pick. I was like, <clears throat> you look like a young me. Damn it, boy. His, his only problem was he's in the same rookie class as Sauce. Yeah, so he was overshadowed. I mean, but, you know, the only difference between him and me is, you know, when I was playing corner, I got advice from the great Daryl Green how to play corner. So I got advice from the great one. So, you know, that's different, though. That's different. I wonder if I saw Daryl Green right now. Huh? Don't let Gary hear you say that. Oh, well. Yeah, (laughs) he'd be upset with that. But, hey, Daryl Green, you know, I I wonder if I, I would love to see him like, yo, you probably don't even remember me, man. You, you were at ESPN Zone. I was so nervous to talk to you, and I asked you for advice because I had switched over to playing corner. And then after I played corner for a little while, I moved to safety. Ugh, it sticks with me because I still give that same speech you gave me. But anyway, next so question. Then, next part is the AFC Championship game. I think if it's Buffalo and Kansas City, it's played at a neutral site. It's played in this year at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Thoughts on that? At Mercedes-Benz Stadium, New Orleans, and Atlanta. 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 Okay, because you know both of them are Mercedes-Benz. So I, oh, okay. I Mercedes-Benz Superdome and Mercedes-Benz <clears throat> Stadium. Um, I don't potentially care for it, to be honest. You know, I, but I understand why and the repercussion. But that's also if it involves Cincinnati as well. All right. It's um, so. Here's the thing. The part I want you to be weary of. If this goes off with a bang, we could possibly, quite possibly have AFC and NFC championship games at neutral sites. But the impact that that would have on those, on the city what that it should have been in. Because what, what, it's a... <clears throat> okay, you, so, you, oh, you're, you're killing me. I'm glad you said that. That's perfect. You, you, you brought the lead. You, you, perfect. So you got... Fans traveling from out of town to this one building, where are they gonna stay? That's I get money. that. I get that. Where are they gonna eat? That's my guess. That. Going to eat? Yeah, but here's the thing. Every year, it's always gonna be some sunny. It's just like the Super Bowl. If they made the NFC and the AFC championship game at a neutral site, let's say, let's say that the NFC championship game. This is there's no way in full fucking hells this will ever happen. Let's say it's Dallas versus Tampa Bay. Yeah, two and you had, huh? 
That's two of your biggest draws. Right. But you're going to have it here in D.C. You're playing the Ooh, game. At, no, that's so, why I said it would never happen. So, you're so going to have it Think about the neutral sites like this. You're talking – we're talking non-Super Bowl cities. So we're talking – or the teams that they normally have in a rotation for the Super Bowl, that's who you're going to have. So you're going to have SoFi. You're going to have Vegas. You're going to have Minnesota. <clears throat> you're going to have Mercedes-Benz. And that's going to be it for right now. And then when, and when don't, don't forget thing, about don't forget about a uh, USA Bank, US Bank up in Minnesota. That's why I said Minnesota, and okay. then and then you might get Jerry's World, but they'll probably make Jerry's World the AFC, so that way it doesn't conflict with the Cowboys I, getting it. I get that, and this is my problem when the owners meeting come up and they pick the Super Bowl sites. I remember they used to pick Super Bowl sites. You used to have a Super Bowl in Minnesota. It's cold. When they had the Super Bowl in New York, I was like, that's great. I like that because that's football weather. It's not a vacation. That's football weather. You know, so if it did snow, we're good because that's what we play in. You're playing a Super Bowl in snow. <clears throat> Granted, we don't have the facility. And you already know how I feel, so I'm not going to go into full detail about it. If they did build another stadium on the RFK site. And they made it a dome stadium or they made it a retractable roof. Will we get a Super Bowl? And I, I, I talked about that at nauseum. And I talked about it with BJ. I said, we still wouldn't get a Super Bowl. You know why? Because everybody sees D.C. as a crime capital. Now, you have Detroit's full field. And Detroit is, you know, considered the murder capital by people all the time. But Detroit is one of the coolest cities to visit. It's one of the coolest cities to hang out in. And they have a bad stigma about them. Does crime happen? Crime happens everywhere. Crime happens on Rodeo Drive, but everybody, they don't stop nobody from going down in the shop. But these cities that they choose for the Super Bowl, these cities that they choose, that they would choose for these neutral sites for the championship games, yo, I feel it's depriving so many fans. Like, bro, it should be no way in four hills in our lifetime we don't get at least one Super Bowl in the nation's capital. Just one. One. You 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 telling me you can have a Super Bowl down in the biggest toilet bowl in America, but you can't have one here. I mean, if we had the facilities, I'm saying if we had the facilities. Okay. I just I just don't I don't like that. I like the idea, but I would rather it be a non. But who's to say Super in the five years fight? when? <clears throat> When whatever stadium they have gets built, you got a dome on it. You make you make it out to a certain number of people. It's another. I mean, it's another situation. Yeah, fans mortgage their their people put in Philly. I know stories of people taking out second mortgages just so they can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, fans will do whatever it takes to get to that that ultimate game for their team. And that's the crazy part about it. The average fan can't afford to uh, a Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl is not meant for the average fan. The Super Bowl is the most corporate thing that they do, and the, the average fans that show up are just like the extra. Oh, unless you empty your four hundred one k. And people did that too. Oh well, we got a we got a nice message off of YouTube. Um, y'all need to get your life together and find yourself a woman because you're so corny, phony, and corny, and see a therapist. Thank you for your support. Well, thank you for your support and thank you for your view. Um, me personally, I have a therapist. Uh, my life is together. I have a woman. So I, I, I checked off all the boxes, but thank you. Um, moving right along. Uh, the phony part. Yeah, I, I don't know where that came from, but anyway. Anyway. Hey, tell them, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and click the like button. So that way you can see our corny, phony asses next week, every time we come on. Because we oh. appreciate the feedback. And uh, the boss BJ said, hey, Craig, suck my dick. No, 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 don't do that. Don't say that. Hey, you can you can hey you can come in here anytime you want, but it's cool. Anyway, moving right along. Next question. Did I have three? Yeah, you said three. Tell you this 40-year-old mind, man. It don't work like it used to. Boy, you're killing me. Uh nah, that's it. That was it. That was it. Oh, I, I know just, what I'm going to say. No, nah, I got it now. Because this is off the radar. NBA. So go ahead and mm -hmm. throw the wrap it up B at the bottom. All right, you got it. Um, 
the NBA is going to have to make a change to its product because because gambling has become so synonymous, especially daily gambling on just any game and parlays and all these cities getting gambling. There's going to come a point. And I want everybody, y'all can write it down. Y'all going to say the Midnight Writers are genius, genius when you hear this. They're going to make the NBA have an inactive list. Mm. That way, at 3.15 or 3 o'clock, at, before every game, you're going to have to declare who's playing and who's not playing. So that way, when gamblers come in to make their bets in the evenings, they're not going to have these woody bets. Because what you're starting to have is guy doesn't play or a guy plays two minutes and gets kicked and is out of the game. You're getting bets and parlays that are being voided. Mm-hmm. That means that you're taking money out of the pockets of the big guys. So you're not that's not gonna last long. So at some point between Vegas and Vegas, the NBA is gonna have to create some kind of inactive list or declare who's playing before the game starts at seven o'clock. Write it down, take a picture. That's my call. I like it. Not even gonna lie, I like it. Cause as a gambler, you go into the night, you at six fifteen, you start throwing your lineup in, and then all of a sudden, ten minutes later, it comes across that player X Y Z cannot cannot do anything. You probably had Jalen Brown in your parlay. He kills all everybody's parlays. Mm, mm, mm. But that's gonna be the kicker. It might not happen this. It may not have enough time to make it happen this year, but next season, I, I, I it's going to happen. You know what? Somebody said. Matter of fact, it wasn't no somebody. I'm gonna tell you who said it. It was Damon Wayans in the last Boy Scout, and he was talking about his game. And he said, "You know, you, you got uppers, you got downers, you got this, you got that." Just so they can play, he said, "Why the hell do you think they put out an inactive list and an injury report? It's for the fucking betters." Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Why do you think you have to know the inactives 15 minutes before the game starts? And why teams normally tell you who's playing and not playing most of the time, they you know that by Thursday or Friday. Mm. I, I don't I you know what? I'll, I when I was younger, I always wondered why they did that, and then I found out it's because of the uh the 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 um the what's the name? It's because of uh gambling. the betters. Yeah, it's all about Vegas. It's all about gambling. And this is what was crazy. Why has it taken sports so long to say, "Hey, let's legalize betting for the fans"? Now, in my honest opinion, I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't, I never understand why Pete Rose was banned for life from baseball for betting for his own team to win, not for them to lose, but for them to win. And then uh, Bernie Kozar was just let go from uh, the TV station that covers the Browns game because he bet on a bet on the Browns. He has no influence of the damn game. Like that. He's 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 technically a league employee because he's, he's on their TV broadcast or their radio broadcast. Hmm. So if you like to gamble, just don't take a job with the NFL, NBA, or NCAA. Yeah, I get you there. I get you there. Um, final thoughts before we get out of here. Um, diversify your bones. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't learned your lesson with that, have you? <laughs> nah, seriously. Um. Mm, mm, just mm. I, I, I think the NFL is just going to um, just keep printing money. And it's going to be interesting to see how this contract plays out. Who's going to get what uh, in terms of the packages and how they're going to lay these out. Because I can see um, since they were flexing games for NBC, we might get a, a, a schedule where they can flex the games from one to four um, to make it better down the stretch of the season. Since, since they're already going to do division games, you might as well have the best games with the most impact on TV in the best windows. So that's the only other thing I can see coming down the, the, the pipeline. Okay. Well, for me, 
to wrap it up uh excited for this weekend i can't i'm hoping like hell that we get the people's choice don rodriguez in studio we might have to have an intervention with him with stephanie stepping down in wwe oh, um, he might break down and cry so we might have to be there for him so uh outside of that man just uh like i said at the top of the show man everybody love everybody you know ele and craig if you're still listening hit that like and subscribe button you know i checked off all your boxes so i'm not corny i don't need a therapist i got a therapist and i got a woman so i mean we all got women i mean we got hoes in different area codes i mean but hey we do we do so so thank you all for listening thank you all for commenting you know no matter what your comment is still a comment we love it <laughs> even when he's not here i, I don't, oh man oh man you gotta watch that in podcast world i mean i'm talking about in youtube world. you gotta you want to see what he just said you gotta watch that in youtube world but uh man 2023 it is the year of the sideline junkie there will be no holding back there will be no skirting around any issues there will be nothing <laughs> there will be nothing of that in 2023 we were going to we are going to tackle the hard-hitting issues and i can't wait until the off season because we got a couple of hard-hitting issues to stop um to, to start taking serious and going uh all the way in on so and you know I need to find out why the Midnight Rider hates Eddie Jones so much. So I can't wait for the offseason. I can't wait for Super Bowl week. Um, 27. Don't forget about that. 27. 27. Oh, how many world championships we got? I know I know how many world championships we got. Oh, no. It's a different 27. It's active, too. Georgetown Big East Conference losses, baby. I was trying not to get you to say it. <laughs> All right. I was, I was trying to get you to leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, so if they get 28. You know who the athlete is. I'm picking for the for the athlete thing. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> moving right along. See, see, he, he likes to start with me. <laughs> moving right along. Hopefully, this year we can have people on. We can, you know, say, hey, jump on. And we can control who comes in and out the studio. We can do a, a whole trivia thing. I, that's what I want to do. I've been wanting to do that for years for Super Bowl week. Super Bowl trivia. And I would love to Ooh. have someone on in the hot seat for Super Bowl trivia. Because I guarantee you, I can put up $100. I guarantee you, with no Google, the Super Bowl questions I got, you're not going to ever get. So I know some people that that, could, that might give you, give you a run for your money on that one. I don't, so. I don't know. Cause you know I I digs deep, okay. So I digs I digs deep. So that's, and that's the guest part. I know I know a couple of hockey guests. So it's just shout out to my man Bernie Deal. Oh, I'm sorry, I almost let the show go by. Shout out to my niece Courtney Conti. Birthday was yesterday. Um, don't want to tell her age because you know that's how women are. So there we go. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and show. For those that are listening on playback and listening audio wise, the boss BJ just said five pat. You know what? We t- tonight would have been a good night. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick a night next week, probably Tuesday, and we'll sit down and we'll talk Georgetown basketball. We'll talk about where it went wrong, uh, where it went right, and how can we get past 27 division losses or conference losses, I mean. So it left a bad taste in my mouth to say that. I got to go get me something to drink. Um, y'all do have a good night. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for showing up. Uh, the boss BJ says, oh, my God. No more Big John Disciples. I never thought I'd hear you say that. I'll be calling you in about five minutes. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Did you just really just say that? Ladies and gentlemen, my heart has just been broke because my brother just said something that just broke my heart. (sighs) Do have a good night.
make sure you tune in on Saturday and uh, watch the WrestleManiacs. But I, I'm gonna go that? cry now. I'm gonna go cry, right, man. We don't do no overtime. Yeah, out of here.